What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode in our back to school month here. We're going to talk about another classic movie. This one from 1999 springboarded a ton of young stars into superstardom. We're going to be talking about 10 things I hate about you. If you're listening to this episode, I'm sure you've seen it. So we're just going to dive right in talking about the movie, things we loved, how it relates to our high school experience. Is it true to that? And we're just going to have a good time with it. First things first, though, Chris, I think that this has one of the better titles of any movie. It kind of lets you know what it's about. Once you see it, it's more rewarding, but it's very catchy. It's like something that really sticks out. I love the title of this movie. Yeah, and it's not one of those things where a lot of times when you have movies that have like a number in the title or it's kind of insinuating that there's a list that they're going to at some point in the movie, they're going to say number one this like it doesn't do that thank god you know because i I just think that's so like it's a title without saying like oh here's the here's the actual 10 things that she you know but it goes into what that is later on and it doesn't really like hit you over the head with it multiple times throughout the movie which i really like but uh but yeah the first thing go ahead so say i'm i'm somebody who's never seen it and you got to give me a two sentence summary or like a two uh, sentence synopsis like hey what's this movie about let's let's give people who might not have seen it a two sentence um, synopsis young man can't date the girl he wants because her sister won't date so he finds a way to get around that so yeah, yeah. you know basically like i was trying to think of a way to word it but basically joseph gordon levitt's character is new to this school and he immediately falls in love with um, I'm, I'm, the name of the character is blanking on me right now. Oh, the name of the uh, sister is uh, Bianca. Yeah, so he immediately falls in love, sees Bianca, and is immediately in love. And he uh, finds out that she can't date anyone because her sister, who's older than her, actually won't date so they gotta find someone that can date that will date her and that's the dad's rule i believe right like the dad yeah the dad has this kind of protective thing over the girls and it's not like one of those things like he's you know holding them captive you know anything like that like it's not like a creepy thing but he's just protective and he's saying yeah you can start dating when she starts dating so i've just said i've seen this movie a ton you've seen it more recently but the daughter, the Bianca, is a sophomore, and then Kat, who's played by Julia Stiles, the the daughter that has to go on a date for the other one to go on a date. She's a senior, I believe. She's a junior or a senior, yeah, because she's yeah. talking about going to college and okay. and stuff like that. But yeah, she. Um, so they find out that this guy, who's like the pretty boy on campus, Andrew, played by Andrew Keegan, and we'll get into his character in a little bit, but. Um, they find out that he likes Bianca too. So they're like, okay, well maybe he can pay this other guy to date Julia Stiles. And then that will make this domino effect. And um, it's kind of a, kind of a tricky scenario that they, they plan, but you know, it, you know, it ends up working out. But it's important to set it up because it's, uh, from what I understand, it's based on like, and I'm going to read the name of the play offline because I just, I remembered when this came out, it was like, this is kind of based on a Shakespeare play. And then when I Googled it, it's uh, based off Taming of the Shrew. So you saw that also with Clueless. I think Clueless was based on like some other Shakespeare play. So they kind of had that little, uh, 
during this time period they had a lot of those type of movies but it is kind of more complicated it's one of those movies where like when you watch it it's not complicated at all it's like extremely straight to the point like you know like it's not a complicated plot but when you try to explain it it there is a lot of moving parts and like who's that like you know so and but i think that's the strength of the movie is what we're about to get into is like there is a lot of different characters a lot of different like obstacles that the characters face and it's almost like three movies uh maybe not three movies maybe two movies in one it's kind of what we talked about um in our super bad episode was that there's like there's the joseph gordon levitt and um i want to get the actress's name right but uh bianca um and then there's the heath ledger and julia styles uh plot line so both of those like kind of converge, but there's like almost two separate movies going on like at the same time. You get what I'm trying to say? Like it's like they're all yeah. connected, but like the 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 tone kind of shifts based on where where we're at in the movie. So well, that's kind of does like this, it. and it kind of does this reverse. She's all that thing in a way where, and she's all that. He doesn't like her initially. Until she, you know, he gets to know her and and this and that. And then she has a makeover. And now he's like, oh, my God, who's this person? This movie is kind of the opposite. Like, Heath Ledger's, uh, which his name's Patrick Verona in the movie. He kind of likes Julia Stiles. And Julia Stiles has to warm up to him. And it's kind of this thing where, um, you know, slowly but surely they kind of – and. He's getting uh, so Heath Ledger's getting paid by Andrew Keegan to go on these dates, and at the time you don't really feel bad for Andrew Keegan's character because he's basically getting scammed out of his money because you know he really likes her or whatever. Because dude, he is like the worst douchebag, like the biggest douchebag ever in movies. But he plays it so well, man. Like he he does such a good job of making you hate him, you know. Yeah, I, I really like Andrew Keegan, man. I mean, that that dude was in a lot of movies from my childhood and stuff, and you know, during my adolescence and all that. And like, this this is one that I, you know, you used to see. Like, he was kind of older because, like I said, he he was in movies even before this that I was watching. You know, like kids movies and stuff and family films. And I just like him, and I think I, like we're we're gonna get into like the other you know great roles in this movie, and we're gonna talk at nauseum about you know Heath Ledger, Julie Stiles, Joseph Gordon, like. But him and uh, David Crumholtz in this movie are kind of like the polar opposite characters, like side characters. Like one's kind of like trying to help and then the other one's trying to get what he wants. But like both of them are such great additions to it. And we kind of, like I said earlier, we talked about this in the Superbad episode. Like there's so many good side characters on this one. And this one, Superbad's more of a raunchy comedy and more of like a coming of age. And this is more of like a plot driven um, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's almost more of a plot-driven commercial movie. Like, this was really geared towards if you're in high school, you're going to really like this movie. Like, that was the that was the pitch. Like, with Superbad, it's like, if you remember high school, this is going to, you're going to love this movie. Or, you know, so the vibe is a lot different. But I, like you said earlier, I really liked Andrew Keegan in this because he, 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 rides that line of like he could overdo it and it would become so obnoxious but he he finds a way just with like a smile 
for you to hate them, but you love to hate them. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where I'm sure the girls that were watching this or that watch this are like, oh, they're like, I don't care what he does. You know, and uh, Gabrielle Union, who's actually in this movie, too, she's um, Bianca's best friend. She She's actually the oldest of all of the cast members. She was like 26 when this uh, was made. And everyone else was around like 17, 18. But, um, but yeah, she the whole time, no matter what he does, she's like head over heels for him, you know, and Bianca's kind of more like, you know, on planet Earth, she's like, this guy's not really looking, you know, like, she kind of yeah. figures that out kind of quickly, but yeah, he just, he just does such a, an amazing job of, like, instantly making you want him to fail and hating him, but at the same time, every time he's on screen, you're drawn to his character like you yeah. you want to see what he does next or you want to see you know what he's up to and the, and the other thing the other thing i'm going to say this and i want to get to another point uh because i like starting off the episode with that but the thing i really enjoy is like with this movie it's usually like okay there's kind of a, a douchebag character that's trying to not have these two get together this girl's dating this guy and they can't get together like that's kind of how it seems like it's going to start. It's like, golly, man, like, Bianca's going to date this, you know, Andrew Keegan. Like, he's going to, you know, how is Joseph Gordon-Levy going to fit in there? But then adding the element of, like, having to pay, you know, convincing him to pay Heath Ledger to take Cat out on dates, played by Julia Stiles, to take them out on dates sets up a totally, like, multi-layered, like, obstacle thing where it's like, yeah, he's got to get julia styles to like him he's also got to worry that she's going to really like andrew keegan like i do like how it starts off like it's going to be oh, just another like jerk boyfriend trying to get in the way of that and then it kind of evolves into something a lot more like layered and a lot better but the thing i was going to say is how do you think this movie um kind of does the high school scenes like because you know we're, we're doing back to school month we kind of talked about that was super bad. I kind of just wanted to know, how do you feel like when you're watching this movie, do you feel like it's a Hollywood version of high school or do you feel like it kind of stays true to the high school thing? Maybe a little bit of both. I think a little bit of both. I think there's definitely things that it does in high school. You know, that it shows high school life in a very authentic and very realistic way. But I also think that there's things that it shows where it's just completely ridiculous. And, a couple, you know, for instance, the, the things that, that, and I watched this like yesterday, so, because um, I knew we were going to be talking about it, but some of the things that it does really well is talking about like the clicks, you know, how like in high school is very clicky, you know, very, like you just kind of find your your group, you know, and it does a good job. Um, not another teen movie actually kind of makes fun of this uh, scene in this movie where he's just going around talking about all the different, they they do a really good job of that, but um, it does a good job of that, and then it does a good job, I think, of kind of tackling like um, Bianca's. And we got to find out her. Uh, yeah, and, and we can just call about actresses. I mean, people yeah. are going to know like some of these lesser, not like you know, but we can just say Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Like yeah. people will probably but, recognize um, that more. Yeah, but Bianca, you know, it talks about her. It, it goes through like her dating journey and you know how like getting a first date is like a big deal to her and you know in high school like there's not a whole lot you can really do you can play sports you can do you know different club stuff 
but dating is kind of a big deal. That's like the first few times where you start finding out who you like and, and doing it. I think it does a really good job of not only showing her character and why it's why she wants to date people, but why Julia Stiles is so against it and why she kind of turns so kind of dark, you know, kind of uh, yeah. very unapproachable. And I, I think they do a really good job of those things. But on the flip side, some of the things that, that kind of annoy me a little bit is that like the teachers and the staff are just so over the top. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like that at other high schools. I don't know. But, you know, it was just very, like, in your face of uh, kind of being combative or, or I don't know. It, it just kind of felt forced to me. And then um, the biggest thing for me is uh, prom. When they get to prom and it's like these huge, you know, they're this huge, like, I don't even know. I don't know if it's in the school or if it's in like some kind of cathedral or something, but it's like huge. Um, all of these high school movies have like a band that they get hired to come. Now, we'll just say in some of these bigger schools, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I've heard of bigger and Again, schools. this is probably just my experience because we both went to a small school. Yeah, small, yeah exactly. You know, yeah. it's basically like you might be able to go 30 miles down the road somewhere and do something, but. It may, it may, you're probably right, but to me, that that those are kind of the two things that that I thought were a little uh, over. But but it's not to the point of where it it's like so absurd that you, that you just can't get on board with it. You know, it's not like Footloose where the the prom scene where these pe- these kids haven't been allowed to dance their entire lives, and all of a sudden they're you know world class dancers. It's not like yeah. that, but. Yeah, and I think that for this movie, like, you know, because Allison Janney plays like the, I think she's either the principal or the counselor. Like I said, I've seen this movie counselor. so many times, I just forget the counselor. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of good, like, you know, she's kind of over the top, but in a weird way, like, I think that kind of adds to, like, what this movie's kind of going for. Again, it's kind of, to me, the movie's kind of going for, like, hey, man, we want to really appeal to 13 to 19. Like, that's kind of the age that I look at this as, like, we want to appeal to that. And I think that that's always kind of fun, you know, having kind of some heightened characters. I mean, I agree with you. If you're talking about, like, does it, you know, give you a good, like, example of high school? Like, you know, yeah, I mean, that stuff's kind of Hollywoodized with this stuff. But um, I think that, you know, the and again, the actress's name for because uh, I just had to look it up because she she's in a lot of movies where, like, you recognize her, but you don't know her name. But it's uh, Larissa Olenek. But she is great casting for that character. And that's what I was going to get into next was how good this movie is cast. And it's so good. When I watched it for the first time, I remember, I don't think I went to theaters to see this. I think me and my best friend at the time, like rented it and watched it like one afternoon or something. And we like were quoting it the next day and stuff. But like, even then, like, you know, you didn't think that like, you know, these, you know, you didn't think these actors were going to become as big as they did. In fact, at the time, Julia Stiles was the biggest star of the movie. I mean, she's the main lead in this movie, so it makes sense. But I'm just saying Julia Stiles was absolutely huge at this time period. Like this, Save the Last Dance. Like she was, for a few years there, she was like one of the top like stars for like these type of movies. Mm -hmm. And um, Heath, you know, Heath Ledger, we'll just get into it. Heath Ledger really does just like, 
especially now because you know the performances he turned in. When you're looking at this back now, it's like, God, that's a no-brainer. He's going to be a star, you know. But I love the fact that he played kind of a bad boy, but they didn't overdo, tried to make him look a certain way. I liked how – I love the look of the character. It's like he's a big yeah. kind of guy. You can believe him as being kind of intimidating, but he's also – you can believe him as a guy who's like – not and the, even the hair the choice to let him have that long curly hair that's an iconic look in my mm -hmm. opinion you know so i'm really glad that they did that and obviously as good as the whole movie or as much as i enjoy the whole movie him and uh julia styles scenes are the best part of the movie and yeah. uh i think and they do a really good job you know playing off of one another and I, I think that's the thing I like most about it is both couples in the movie are very believable and very they have a lot of chemistry between them. So they're very likable as couples. You know, some of these movies you'll have um you'll have these couples get together at the end and you're just like, Man, I don't I don't know, I don't really like see that. You know, or and it's not because it's not believable, like so and so's out of some you know, another person's league or anything like that. It could just be like maybe they just don't mesh well. And, you know, it's kind of like, um, you're rooting for both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember that movie, uh, Drive Me Crazy? Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, okay. That's um, a, hey, man. That, again, I was, these movies came out when, like, yeah. I was, I mean, they were, it was awesome to me back then, you know? Yeah. But, uh, like that, like them as a couple just didn't, like, I think that's probably why a lot of people didn't like the movies because that just didn't mesh as a, you know, as a, believable couple i guess mm -hmm. a likable one and um this movie does that perfectly almost is you can see both of them like like if if you just watch the movie you would think that both of these couples really loved each other and were really like dating you know what i mean yeah and yeah i, I think it does a great job of that so um as great as the cast is let's go over some, a couple of the people that were initially in uh in line to play some of these characters so initially to play julia styles's character kate hudson was like the the main person they were looking at so i think julia styles is part but i can see i can kind of see kate hudson doing that. but did this come out did this come out after almost famous or before it came out before and the reason that kate hudson didn't get it is because goldie hawn didn't want her to do it yeah, because Almost Famous came out in 2000. That's wild. Yeah. So um, so you got that. And then to play uh, – all right, to play Heath Ledger's character, it's another um, teenage heartthrob of that time. Can you – you want to take a guess at it? Um, Very popular at the time. Joshua Jackson? You, I thought you were going to say it because you were close. Josh Hart. I don't, Josh Hart? Oh, man. I, I like Josh Hart in it, but – yeah, it was he, too like I'm cool and I know it type yeah. shit. And yeah, I, I like Heath Ledger's like I don't give a shit if you think I'm cool or not. Yeah, they actually um because this is one of Heath Ledger's like it, it, I don't think it's his first film, but it's one of his first films. And they said that when he came in, the like as soon as he walked in, the director was like that that that's the guy. Like he he said like two lines and the guy's like okay that's uh you can stop doing that let's uh let's just kind of um freelance a little bit 
and then once he kind of saw that he had like comedic timing and stuff like that, he, he's yeah. like, this dude's this guy's the, the guy we need. And then um, yeah, he's fantastic in it. So then to play uh, Bianca's character, which is the little sister, um, another big time name at the time, uh, Katie Holmes. Again, I think they casted this. No, I, I agree. Perfect. Yeah, because I think I think sometimes you can get in trouble when you have too many big names or too many like teen stars in a movie. It kind of takes away from each other, and I think that you know, I this felt like, like a cast. true ensemble. Yeah, it yeah. felt like a true ensemble, and that's what I really liked. Like it was recognizable faces, but not like household names. Like I said, Julia Stiles was kind of getting to that point in terms of this genre of movie. Um, where she was the most well-known, um, probably actor, actress in this movie. Um, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt I, had been in some stuff, but I know what you're saying, yeah. Again, yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, and again, I just had to look up, uh, Save the Last Dance came out in 2001, but I remember when that movie came out, like, she was a pretty big star, yeah. so. Um, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, Angels in the Outfield, you know, he had that small little role in Halloween H2O. So it's movies that like people that were going to go watch this movie recognized them. And I I'm with you. I think that if they would have had too many, uh, you know, especially Katie Holmes at that time with Dawson's Creek going on, I think it would have been, it would have just the little sister character. Wasn't the character you'd want to put your biggest star in. Um, because that's really the, the main draw of this movie is, is Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles' relationship. And that's what I really liked about the whole movie is like, you know, you had the conflict of like, all right, Heath Ledger has to get her to like him to get paid. Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to get her to be able to at least go out to go on a date. And he has to find a way to get time with her away from Andrew Keegan. So the reason I keep bringing that part up is because if they would have just had one of those elements, if if the whole plot would have been, Joseph Gordon-Levitt pays Heath Ledger to take Cat out so he could go out and you didn't have Andrew Keegan's character, it would have gotten boring kind of quick. With this well, one... And, and you would have kind of... You kind of would have had a little bit of a resentment to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, too, because you would have said, God, this dude's paying this guy so he can... You know, like, it would just be kind of sleazy. But since it comes from Keegan's character, it fits, and you can place all that hatred towards him, which you already hate, so it's a, yeah. it's a really smart uh, thing that they did. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the thing that kind of makes it hold up and the reason it still is, you know, to me it's it still holds up and is a really entertaining movie. Again, I, I I try not to say like, oh, this is a great movie. I'm recommending to somebody, it's like, hey, man, if you like the high school genre, if you'd like that type of thing like we do, 10 Things I Did About You is in the upper echelon of high school movies. And it's definitely a, a crowd pleasing type of like commercial, like fun movie. Um, and I think the thing that I liked, you know, now that we're kind of getting close to talking about different scenes or something, there's a shot in the movie that always stuck out to me. And um, I can't remember exactly what the flyers were for. I'm almost wanting to say they were for a party. Like yes. David Frumholtz had like convinced him to throw a party maybe. Well, it's, um, and again, I only know this because I watched this yesterday, but the guy that is showing, he becomes, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's new to the school, and the guy that shows him around, they become like friends. And he's kind of giving him the lowdown on everything. And he used to be a part of this group, but they, but this guy kind of like 
spread some rumors about him. So now he's on the outs with them. Yeah. So this is kind of his way of getting back on as they tell everyone to go to his house That's, for this. Yeah, season. yeah. Okay, so the shot, and since you've watched it recently, you're going to know this. I mean, again, I've watched this movie a ton. I haven't watched it. I think I watched it last year, so I don't remember the little details. But this shot always stuck out. I think it's an incredible shot for, like, this type of movie. But um, I forget the song it's playing, but they throw it, and then it goes to the bottom. Like, you're looking up, and it's that staircase, and all those papers are, like, falling down towards the camera. It's, like, something like that that kind of elevates this movie for me is, like, shots like that, where it's like, okay – this is a little bit more than just your like, hey, let's cast the biggest star and let's just throw out a high school movie. This was like, hey, man, this is a movie that they really are taking their time with. They're really trying to make it the best they can make it. They're trying to kind of elevate it from just your typical boy meets girl scenario. And that, like I said, I just wanted to discuss that shot of that movie because that's like I just always thought that that was such a cool shot, especially for this type of movie. Yeah. And um, like you said, going talking about different scenes <clears throat> there are these scenes where it starts and it starts kind of early on in the movie but it kind of starts showing you um julius uh cat i think her name is it starts mm-hmm. showing you her like who she really is like when Heath ledger goes to this uh is like dance club and he sees her there and she's like having a good time and doing all this <clears throat> it, it kind of shows like hey like she's She's not always angry. There's just certain things that she really likes to do, you know, and um, or like when she's reading off things she's written or whatever in class, like they, they, they just do this good job of showing like little things throughout the movie. And then slowly but surely you you really like her. And now you want them to be together before you're probably like, God, dude, why does he want to waste, you know, like worry about this or waste his time? Um yeah. And it, it it just does a great job of taking the story that it that it's going on and making the most of it, you know. Because like you said, it could have been a very by the numbers um, thing, but they do these little tweaks and little things to make it memorable or make it stand out, you know. Like the scene where he's singing, you know, in front of all the people and and doing all that. Um, that could have been something not as memorable. That could have been any little thing and it wouldn't have been as memorable as that. Yeah. And I think there's a time and a place for like, there's movies that are like, man, we're really wanting to like show like, you know, show like the real high school, like, like I like how this one's kind of elevated, you know? Yeah. I kind of uh, got some, are you still there? You know, it's got some things where it's one of my, Um, I kind of like how this one is, Joseph Gordon-Levitt you know, sees. It's got those uh, scenes of like Bianca him at the at the soccer stadium or the football stadium, like Andrew doing Keegan those songs and stuff. And and she, you can tell that she likes Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but this is kind of like the guy that she's been pining over for a while. So she's reluctantly going with him, you know. And Andrew Keegan or um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets all upset and. Yeah, so you know, in the parts, you know, there's some movies that like you know, want to kind of give you the real high school experience or want to be like, kind of like this. And I like how this is kind of commercial. I mean, I just do. I like, like for this movie, it fits. It's kind of a commercial, like, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're wanting, you know, teen people magazine. This would be like all over that. Like, I like that aspect of it. And it's kind of like the heightened scenes where like, he's doing that thing where, you know, he's dancing and singing to cat or whatever, uh, at the soccer practice or whatever. 
And that's the other thing you were mentioning kind of cat, you know, she's kind of like a feminist in a way. She's kind of like, yeah. And, and, but I like how Julia Stiles plays it to where they could have had it to where she's not included in anything. She's an outcaster. She's actually like a popular student. Like people want to hang out with her. It's just her choice not to hang out. In fact, when she goes to that party, everybody's like, whoa, you got her here. Cause she like just stopped coming to these things. And she's on the soccer team and she's, you know, she's pleasant in certain environments. So I thought they could have overdid both those characters. Like Heath Ledger could have been just, you know, two, like whatever. And then Julia Stiles same. But I love how they, those characters developed over the course of a movie. And, you know, I, before we wrap this up, I, I really want to talk about David Crumholtz because he's great in this, man. Like I really like him. As uh as Joseph Warren Levitt's like best friend, it's kind of like the guy who's trying to like you know be the angel on his shoulder, and um you know I wanted to get the actress's name right, but she plays Mandela or whatever the Susie uh, Susan May Pratt, you know they don't they have a little connection towards yeah. the end of the movie, you know, and it's just little things like that that I really like. There's a character for everybody that they can kind of relate to. There's a a plot line that everybody can relate to. But um, there's a lot of good comedy with with Crumholtz, like that drawing on his face. Um, well, and I, I think you know, it does a great job of kind of showing you that there's more to these people than you think or that even they let on at the beginning. You know, because like you said, Kat's character, and it goes into why she's that way. You know, like she has a reason for kind of turning her back on being popular and worrying about all, you know, what people think, like, and it goes into that. But, you know, the David Crumholtz character, yeah, he, he, he kind of falls for, for this girl and he notices that she has all these, um, like, uh, Shakespeare and all these different people in her uh, pictures in her locker. So he like gets her this dress that's kind of like from that time. Or whatever. And it's just these, you know, and I, th- I think in high school, and even after high school, but I think you really get caught up in these, like, oh, th- if this person's in that group, then that's that's how they are. They are, you know, everybody is this way because they they're in that group. And it, and honestly, man, it's kind of the way society is now. Like, if you really think about it, you know, like you go on Twitter, if you if you're you know political or if you're left leaning or right leaning, oh, well, then that means you think this way on all of these things and you think this way on all of this other stuff and it kind of shows like there's these people that you may think that you don't you know that they're one way but when you get to know them there's more to them than what they're showing because they're worried to be there being made fun of or or whatever you know and i, I just think that movie was kind of you know in that respect i really think it's kind of ahead of its time a little bit looking back well, yeah, I mean, and again, you know, it's just to me, it's like when you're recommending a high school movie or you're or you're wanting to watch a good high school movie, there's checklists, you know, there's like the, the main thing for me with a high school movie is like the characters. It's always about the characters, like all that different stuff. And the characters are really likable in this movie. Even the characters that are like the villain characters are likable. It's a fun, light high school movie. Like I said, I like that it's a little bit Hollywoodized. I like how it's a little bit like, you know, it looks really good. Like the actors are really good looking people. Like, um, I think it fits for what it was trying to go for. 
and opportunities where they could have really stereotyped a character or made a character too over the top being like too much of a bad boy or too much of a feminist or too much of a nerd or too much of a whatever or too much of a, you know, even Andrew Keegan, like too much of a douche. It found a really good way of like making you really like the characters. And when the characters start liking each other, it's normally based on something about their personality or something they did, an action they took. And so the characters are always making decisions and like moving forward and taking action. And like, that's what makes it really good is like, that's when you start really getting invested with them. And so, like I said, it, it takes it a step above because there's, during that time, there was a lot of like average high school movies that were coming out. This is definitely one of the ones that if people are still talking about it now, about, you know, 20 years later, it, you know, you've made a really good movie that resonated with a lot of people. So that's like my favorite thing about it is that I was at a cool age where I wasn't in high school yet. I was kind of too young. I was probably like 10 or like, yeah, I was like 10 when this movie came out, but it made you want to get in high school. It's like, oh man, this is so cool. So I've, just like what I said with the Superbad episode, that came out during a perfect time. This same thing for me. This came out during like a perfect time for you. This came out when you were in high school. So kind of a good time to watch this for both of us. Yeah, and we can't talk about this movie without talking about something else, too, that kind of makes it stick out is there's really good acting in this movie. Like there's three or four parts of this movie that are really well acted and the best one is at the end when Julia Stiles is reading her poem or whatever that, that she wrote. And obviously it's about um, Heath Ledger and and it goes back to the title, you know, and it's all and she's going. And that scene is so good. Like it is so well acted. Like it makes you. It makes you emotional watching that, you know, because you're sitting there and you're seeing this person who like the whole time they're trying to be tough and act like they don't care about anything and then all of a sudden it's like they can't they can't fake it anymore you know and uh i was actually reading some stuff on um on this movie and they said that the rec the director said that that was a first take thing that she did it the first time and he's like that's it he's like you don't need to do it again and and I just think that's a great scene where in most high school movies, you're like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, but the acting is awful. You know, like it's got all these good looking people, but it's just not well acted or well made. And I don't think you can. Well, say that's that. what you're talking about when you. Yeah. And when you get when you hire established stars or like people that are pretty big stars already, you get a lot of that. And again, it's no fault of their own. I mean, but you get people accepting things and they're making 10 million or whatever. And then they're kind of just like, you know, you've seen those high school movies where they kind of phone it in. I mean, it's just like a flavor of the month. Let's capitalize on this person's popularity. This one, when you cast like this movie cast, it's like, it's almost a lot of actors with something to prove, yeah. you know, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt had something to prove. Like, you know, Heath Ledger had something to prove. Julia Stiles had something to prove. All these actors had something to prove. And then you, you know, the, the faculty were kind of the more well-known, you know, even the dad, his name escapes me right now, but the He's dad has a ton you know, of stuff. Yeah. He, again, another face that you recognize. And then, like I said, Alice and Janney being in the, like, really good character actors doing like having a lot of fun. Yeah. And it, that's, that's what I really loved is when you're watching that movie, it's almost like, man, this must've been a blast to make this movie. Like yeah. they look like they're having fun. We're having fun as the audience. So again, 
just another classic high school movie, in my opinion, and one that, again, if we're still talking about it 20 years later, and it's a high, you know, the high school genre, like it's, it's tough to have a movie hold up. And this one definitely does. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. So, um, hope you enjoyed it. We, uh, we like talking about these movies. And sometimes, you know, it's good to go back and rewatch a movie, you know, for me to go back and rewatch it and still enjoy it shows a lot about the movie too, you know, cause your tastes change, your, your expectations change of what a movie should be and what a good movie. Is. And I always like how people can talk about, like, say you watch something, you know, again, when I watched it when I was 10 or 11, whatever age I was when I first watched it. And when I watch it, you know, when I watched it last year at 32, there's it's fun to kind of when you're watching it, you think back on when you watched it yeah. the first time and how much you like enjoyed it. And you still like the same stuff. It might some other stuff might resonate with you more now that you're older. or Some stuff might make you roll your eyes more now that you're older, but you still enjoy the same stuff or you at least enjoy what you enjoyed about it. And that's kind of why I really like this genre as a whole is like, is you get to see a lot of, a lot of cool, um, a lot of actors usually that become actors and they will still talk about how they loved filming. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's talked about it before and shared it on social media, how much he loved the cast and how much he loved making this movie. And so that's always a cool thing to hear is a movie you really like that they really liked making it. Yeah, and it's weird because he was actually the the least on board with it when it first came out. You know, like he, they had to really like, his agent had to really like talk him into doing this. And, um, but it's one of those things where, you know, you just never know, you know, what a movie is going to end up being. And, and this turned out to be a good one. So um thanks everybody for listening we're gonna keep rolling with the back to school theme so we got some more stuff coming up so make sure you keep browsing out for that and uh as always thanks for listening and we'll see you next time